The Infertility Podcast is a place of inspiration for every season in life, a resource where listeners can be encouraged to push past obstacles and be motivated by individual stories. The premise of infertility is understanding the season you are in and realizing that there are strategies that can be implemented to enjoy a fertile season. Now on with the show. Welcome to season three of the Infertility Podcast. We have made it yet to another season and I am excited for what is to come. We have some great content lined up, God willing, and we are ready to share. I am excited to have my reoccurring guest, Woody, um, and he's going to be here to kick off this season. So welcome to you, Woody. Yes, yes. Let's get excited. It's season three. We're here. We're ready to go. How are you? I'm good. You know, living this uh, pandemic life, our new normal, (laughs) whatever that really, really means. I am here. I am striving for success. I'm still trying to be productive. So I'm good. I'm good. No complaints. Awesome. And so tonight we're just going to have a quick dialogue and just kind of record it. Um, it's not really an interview, but just for you all to get an insight of where our head is at um, as we're starting this season and um, yeah, kind of like a check-in and where are we now at this point. So Woody, my question to you first is how have you been dealing with the, the pandemic and just like life happening? Um, I think I said this at the end of season two that, um, you know, for me, the pandemic just is different as I am very much an extrovert. And at the end of season two, I was really reconnecting and doing small things that got me out there and got me a little bit social. And when I said social, even if that's Zoom calls, that is not me going out to I am not one of those people in the local clubs and bars that you see in TV. I know we live in Florida, but right. all of us are not crazy. Yeah, because we're getting a lot of calls about this whole I, living in Florida. What's going on down there? I leave my house for work. I leave my house for... Uh, I, I run the virtual streaming for church. So I leave my house for work. I leave my house for church and the grocery stores. Um, pretty much all other things I try not to leave the house for because it's not really that necessary. So I've really just been focusing on, you know, doing some things, the Zoom calls, the chatting. I've been exercising, got a spin bike. Listen, if you ain't, you don't have a spin bike, get a spin bike. <laughs> I'm not going to advertise anybody because they haven't paid me for a marketing right, ad yet. That part. But y'all know what spinning I'm talking about. You know what people do when they spin nowadays. You see the commercials. <laughs> It is amazing. Um, I'm having a great time at it. Um, it's good for my joints. I didn't realize I was getting old until I got on, um, tried to do some running, and my knees were like, no, sir. No, sir. So I've been exercising a bit, um, working on my craft with photography, going to work, um, and just growing, growing mentally, spiritually, trying to stay trying to stay whole, if mm-hmm. I may. And for me, I think I've said this in previous episodes, I was on furlough for about two um, months. Um, And so it was really a a time period of rest for me. And Woody kind of jokes around of what my version of rest is. Um, Because during those two months, I was 
taking some classes, learning, um, attending some virtual uh, conferences or what have you. Uh, so it was really a season for me to kind of still, you know, take a time out and still learn um, because I do love to learn. And so I am back at work now. Um, it's been almost a month that I've been back at work and the transition has just been crazy. So um, I've been, you know, I, I work at a property and walking the sites at 90 degree weather that sometimes feel like 121 degrees um it's is has been draining uh for the past couple of weeks so um you know it's just funny looking back as to the growth that i feel that has taken place between us both um since march until now you know and i think that is something to be um proud about the fact that our perspectives have you know shifted has changed um, and I think that's necessary, especially in this time period where you are kind of stuck in your thoughts and you kind of have to deal with it. Um, so that's really been the work that I've been doing in the past couple of months um, and trying my best to keep focused uh, during this pandemic. And so um, I hope that all of our listeners are are also doing well. Um, I think this is a side conversation that could be had is some of us needed this time out <laughs> like we needed this pause because our life gets so busy um so in an effort to normalize therapy i um stated at the end of season two that we uh started seeing a therapist so i wanted to ask you Woody, and get your perspective of why do you feel therapy is important specifically uh for those dealing with infertility um, I kind of think that it, it flows a little bit with what you just said. Uh, you just talked about the, the fact that, you know, a lot of us needed the time, whether we want to admit it, we don't like the effects of being put on furlough and, or having to stay put at home. Um, but the impact of it, of it, the reset that it gives the reset mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, that some of us have gotten is amazing. I think that, uh, at work, a lot of us were put on furlough. Um, and even if we weren't put on furlough, um, I'm blessed to say that I wasn't. Even if we weren't, we realized that everybody's not essential. Everybody's not essential for their jobs. So it gave us an opportunity to be at home and realize what's essential to us. Um, who's essential to us? Started caring for family. People reconnected with friends they haven't talked in a while. That's important. And that's some of the work that happens in therapy is that you get a reset and reconnect to what's important and foundationally what's good for you. And so when you're talking about how important is therapy, I'm a, a big proponent of, uh, of therapy. I think that it is good mentally to figure out where you are with your own thoughts. They do not think for you. They only help you gather your thoughts and align to your own reasoning. Um, I think it's really important for you, but when it comes to this thing, it, it, it also helps put you in per, put things in perspective. Um, when you're going through something like infertility, there is a guilt and a want to blame of some fo um, form that is in you. Some people blame God, some people blame themselves, some people blame their spouse. Um, whoever you're looking to blame, 
therapy just helps you settle your thoughts and realize that some things aren't a blame situation, mm-hmm. but some things are just what they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we're in a situation where the doctors can't tell us what's going on. Mm-hmm. She's perfectly healthy. You're perfectly healthy. You should be able to conceive and have a baby. There's no issues there. And so there is no blame. There's only this is the journey that we're in, the story that we live. And therapy helps align those thoughts so you're not caught in the web of sadness, depression, guilt, and blame. Yeah, and you talk about those emotions, and that's very important. Um, also, to unpack those emotions and see you know, what has caused you to feel the, that way um and of course it's things that have happened you know in that journey but also maybe connecting it to other things that have happened in your life um that may cause you to feel some type of way um so i i can honestly say witty is a big advocate for um therapy for mental health he has been on me for like I want to say two years to say, okay, I think we need to see a therapist. I think we should need a therapist. And I just like, okay, no, no, no. I think we're fine. I think we're fine. Um, But even when you think that you're fine, I think the point that we got to um, was we want to be healthy all around. And oftentimes, you know, we focus on the physical, we focus on the spiritual, but it's important to focus on the mental. And so I think one of the things that I appreciate about our therapist is she specializes in um, infertility, birth trauma. And although she is uh, a therapist in the Orlando area, everything is virtual now because of covid so mm-hmm. it does provide some flexibility so what has been your takeaway some of your takeaways thus far um when you say takeaways what do you mean you in regards to the therapy in regards to even maybe if you want to think about um because we did have a therapist here on the podcast if you want to talk about that but what has been some of your takeaways in the past couple of months um in dealing with this journey i mean from therapy alone what i've learned is that um we don't control well not even learn because i think i knew it Mm -hmm. but i'm reminded it's Mm re-emphasized we we don't control any of this Mm -hmm. we don't control our path we control our emotions of how we deal with things Mm -hmm. but we do not control the journey in, in, i mean literally 2020 has taught all of us that we do not control The impacts and the effects of life. That's you could true. have had everything all together mm-hmm. four months ago, and today you are sitting here literally mm-hmm. wondering what's going to happen next month. Correct. Um, and so I think it was a re re realization, a re realization that we do not, um, we don't have any control of the things, and so to accept what's happening, deal with what's happening and move forward together and that's Mm -hmm. what therapy is on this podcast has been amazing in some of my therapeutic ways um (laughs) and it's it's, you know it's been a good reminder that we are not on this journey by ourselves Mm -hmm. um and when i say we're not on this journey by ourselves it does not mean that people are out there i mean people are but it's not necessarily that people are in the same struggle that we're in Mm -hmm. but more so that there's people who care Mm -hmm. For us as well. There's Definitely. been many of calls, many of texts, many mm-hmm. of people who are reaching out just to say, hey, 
I know what I've heard the podcast. Just want you to know that I love you and I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. And, and listen, and please don't quit. <laughs> and please don't quit trying. Right. Um, no, well, don't quit the podcast. Well, Danielle's gotten a lot of don't quit the podcast. Um, and, and you know, what's awesome is that men don't typically show their emotion, but mm-hmm. it's really endearing to hear the, the fellas give me a call and be like, bro, just, just keep your head up and keep pushing. It's going to be all right. You know, don't know what to say, but just showing that, that, that support has mm-hmm. been amazing. Um, I learned little tidbits like, you know, you often hear that the women have to eat certain food and, mm-hmm. and drink certain things and be a certain way. And I've technically really just pushed my health to the next level i've always been a little bit of a health junkie but recently i've reignited that fire and really wanting to make sure that you know while i don't drink on a regular basis i maybe have one drink i used to have maybe one drink every month month and a half now it's more like i have one drink maybe every six months i don't drink really at all and it's because I'm just more cognizant of my well-being, my health, and mm-hmm. I want to make sure that um, when the blessing is to come, that mm-hmm. there's no nothing that I'm doing on my end that's preventing that. And that, that means taking care of my physical and my mental, making sure that you know I am going to therapy for the mental stress, Correct. but that I'm also eating and drinking the right things, that I'm working out, and I'm doing those 10 push-ups before I go to sleep. Um, You look good, you feel good, you feel good, you do good. And Mm -hmm. so I'm just trying to make sure that I'm doing all of that all at once. And I think the other thing that you touched on is the fact that sometimes we don't realize that stress plays a really big part in infertility right and I'm, i've been doing some research on like hormones and balancing your hormones naturally and that sort of thing um but a lot of times you know because you are stressed in your thoughts it is impacting your physical body you know um and so i think it's really really important to highlight that piece that is important to deal with those mental health issues those triggers um and that sort of thing and unpack those feelings um just for your overall growth and development and just being on the right track and being the best version of you mm-hmm. and i can definitely applaud you because i've watched you firsthand just like flip the switch and um working out for 30 days and you know juicing and all of that so um i applaud you for taking that initiative and um the seat you know, is not comfortable it takes two weeks and, to get used to the seat <laughs> at the least it is not comfortable don't believe the hype it never gets better you just get used to it and then you know <laughs> i was gonna say you know you helping me along even though i'm at a slow pace um on this journey with you mm-hmm. you're you're uh, always encouraging and understanding and like come on d let let's get this done let's let's do this so i do appreciate you um for doing that one of the questions that came about i can't remember which session um for therapy this came out um but the question was you know what was your fertility plan and so i wanted to put this in this episode um just so you can get an understanding of our fertility plan um so that you can understand where we are now and why i mean for me particularly why there's such a dissonance between where i'm at in life now and what i envisioned 
um, it to be. So I'm going to let Woody go first and then I will talk about what I, you know, envisioned as far as my fertility plan. Um, I think, you know, it's funny you say f- plan and anytime I hear plan, I'm like, well, not talking to me. Um, if you know me, you know, I am not a planner. I am, I am structured. I believe in structure, I, I, but it's weird because most people who believe in structure are also planners, but I believe in structure, without, and, but I don't normally plan. I like the, so it's kind of weird. And so I don't really think that I ever had a fertility plan outside of, I knew I wanted to get married and I knew I wanted to wait and not get have children right away Mm -hmm. i wanted to enjoy um the joys and blessings of marriage um whatever that may be you know (laughs) and so you know so the trips the vacations the going often seeing things and and we did a lot of that and awesome things like that and i did not want to rush into having children Mm -hmm. however i also didn't want to wait this long Lord, if you're listening, say that uh, part. <laughs> and so Lather. I did not. I I knew we wanted to wait. We wanted I, in my head. I was like, we'll wait a year, year and a half, maybe two, and then we'll have children. Um, and that was the most thought that I've put into it. I never mm-hmm. had a. By the age of this, I'm going to have this many kids. By the age of this, I'll be done with kids. I never thought, you know, I need to be married by this age. Mm-hmm. Um, and even, you know, I know they put a society puts a lot of pressure on women, and I'm like, no. Just eat healthy, take care of your body, do what you need to. Most doctors will tell you, yes, there is a higher risk. But as long as you're doing everything that you're Mm -hmm. supposed to, the likelihood of those risks diminish a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so that's always been the the frame of mind that I had. Um, But plans don't go as planned. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, For me, um, I had in my mind that I would be married at 27, 28 um, and that we, you know, much like what Woody said, um, I think I always had in my mind, like the first year of marriage, uh, we wouldn't, you know, try to have children, um, and then, you know, start having children the second year or the third year. So my mind, you know, I'd be married at 27, you know, having kids at 29, 30, and then by the age of 35, um, be done with having children um another thing that was always part of our discussion and our plan was we would um you know have children and then our we always had this discussion about how many kids we would have so (laughs) she wanted 50 (laughs) whatever no i wanted three how many did you want two two and so after two or three kids, whatever, you know, it, we ended up, you know, deciding, um, you know, maybe I think the discussion was like, I would, con- you know, conceive and have two children and then the third one be the adopted child. Yeah. Um, so adoption was always part of our always part plan, of even when we were dating in college, um, we had the conversations about, you know, adopting um, and I don't think I've said this on the podcast before, but my father is adopted. Um, I know several individuals who are adopted. Um, and so adoption is something that was always on my heart to do. Um, my sister reminded me recently that even 
since I was a kid, um, it was something that I, I desired to do. So, you know, in my mind, I would stop, you know, giving birth at 35 and then, you know, adoption somewhere in there. Um, and to be 35 and not have children was what was honestly causing me a lot of dissonance. Um, I think in the past uh, year, really, I've overcome two of the things that I was the most fearful of. Number one, being 35 and not being a mother. Um, and when I say being a mother, meaning giving birth and having a child. Um, because God has given me the opportunity to birth out so many things and be a mother to others. But to have my own child. Um, so that was one of the things that was like a mountain that I was seeing in the beginning of, of 2020. And the other thing was I always, I don't know if I ever shared this with you, Woody, but I always had a um, like angst or anxiety that I would be called to preach on Mother's Day and not be a mother. And that happened this year. <laughs> so it's like I overcame these two hurdles that were part of kind of my fertility plan and, and things that were in my mind. Um, and, you know... I've passed that. We're in the month of, of July. I, my birthday was in June. I turned 35. In the month of May, I ministered and preached on Mother's Day. And so, um, again, like saying you have a plan and it's like, okay, this is not going as planned. So what do we do? And so um, I think that one of the things that I could provide um, to the listeners, and this is from myself as a sense of encouragement too is um proverbs 19 verse 21 which says you can make your you can make many plans but the lord's purpose will prevail and so that's something that i've been coming to terms to is or coming to terms with is you know i'm in this journey i've made this plan but what is the Lord's purpose for all of this, you know, and what is it that as we're going through this together, what are we purposed to do? Um, and the second one is the second verse is um, Proverbs 16, verse 21. It says we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. Okay. And so um, I think we've really come to a place of full surrender where we know that we've made plans um, in the past. But we understand that it is the Lord that determines our steps. And more importantly, we want his purpose to be prevailed in our life. And so um, I think one of the things that has um, been birthed out of this season is this podcast and, um, you know, shedding light on this topic, bringing um, different perspectives bringing on different professionals um even bringing on people with, with different faith you know um not everyone who has been on the podcast has been believers you know um but they definitely brought a perspective that was needed for this topic and so um i think that's one of the things that is important to us both is that god's purpose is what will prevail in our life Anything you want to add? No, that was good. <laughs> that was good, good. All right. So um, this is the final kind of conversation point that we want to leave you with um, is the fact that we are 
approaching um, or really at three years of trying to conceive. And I wanted to ask Woody first, you know, what words of advice do you have for people who are on this journey as you're approaching the three year mark? Um, what are some words that you can offer up as advice, as encouragement um, for someone who is maybe in their first year of dealing with this or maybe their past three years? Um, what would you say based on your journey thus far? What would you offer up as a word of advice or encouragement? You know, um, whether you're in year one or year three, I think it hurts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it, it hurts to feel that you're in this position. Um, but nonetheless, I think that the words of encouragement I'd give to anybody is the same words of encouragement that I tell myself. Um, be encouraged. Stay prayed up. Um, and no matter how good of a plan I come up with, his plans are always better. And so even if what I want and my plans don't come to pass the way I see fit, Mm -hmm. his purpose, his mission, his will is always better than what I want. Mm -hmm. And so stay faithful, stay prayed up, stay, stay humble um, and stay willing to serve. And and that's really the most that I I remind myself in the season is Mm -hmm. like, look, you don't live for yourself anyway. So your plans your desires are are valid, but they're not to supersede who you're here to serve. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I often pray and I say, Lord, I pray that my my desires and my wants align with your will. Mm. Because as long as my desires and my wants, my main desires and my wants yes. align with his will, then I can push forward. The moment that we're on two different paths that's when we can fall off and there's a concern. Right. So stay faithful, stay prayed up. I think that whether you're year one or year five, year 10, mm-hmm. um, it, you know, it doesn't necessarily get easier, mm-hmm. but um, be encouraged, stay prayed up and just keep count, keep counting. Your purpose is there um, and your, you know, your blessings will come. Mm-hmm. May not come the way you expect it, but mm-hmm. your blessings will come. Amen to that. Yes, and and for me, I would say one of the things I've definitely learned even within this past year um, in in dealing with 2019 and having two miscarriages, um, I would say, you know, be okay with the fact that your emotions will ebb and flow. Like, there's going to be moments where you're really good, where, you know, certain things won't bother you. Um, certain invitations won't bother you. Converse, some conversations and questions won't bother you. But there's going to be situation, you know, um, some some times and situations where it does bother you. It does get to you. You do get emotional. Um, you do get tired of being uh, in this journey. And one thing that I've been saying to myself, and I found myself saying it to other people, is the fact that your emotions are valid. Like, never allow people to make you feel that your emotions are not valid. Your emotions are valid. The way that you're feeling is valid. The reason why you're feeling that way is valid. And so, um, you know, one of the things that has really um, 
open my eyes in, in in having therapy and having different conversations with people is you know understanding that it's okay to be emotional it's okay to um feel tired it's okay to you know you know that you know how you're feeling and you know how um others are feeling as they're in this journey with you and so know that you're not alone know that your emotions are valid and know that you know there is going to be light at the end of the tunnel and like what he said you know it may not come in the way that you anticipated it to come it may not come in the time that you anticipated it to come but it will and I think that's what kind of keeps us both going is like okay you know we're here you know what is the next step you know what is it that we need to do to continue on and be um you know positive and move in a positive you know direction uh any final words would for the people i mean i'm excited for season three this is season three um we kind of gave you a recap of where we've been what our mindset has been on but we are excited about season three season three we hope to bring you um more people more mm-hmm. perspectives yeah. more interviews yes um i hope to be able to be on here a few more times hopefully Maybe she will let me she said one more time you see you see you see they only love you sometimes <laughs> um i'm excited about season three i'm excited to hear your feedback give danielle feedback we really appreciate it ideas things you want her to discuss yes, things definitely. you want her to talk Please. about um, what's impactful if there is something you are dealing with or going through that you don't have a lot of information or you feel that a lot of people don't know about mm-hmm. but is worthy of discussion um, we will either reach out to you or find somebody who we can reach out to Correct. who can provide insight on it this is a growing community better yet a growing family and so when we talk about family we definitely know that you know family takes care of one another and so we want to be able to support and and endear on all of you all so don't be afraid to share don't be afraid to, to contact her you can even hit me up if you want to i doubt you will but make sure you hit her up um and, and you guys know where to find me at this point uh, so special thanks to woody for joining in on this episode thank you all for tuning in we are super excited for season three and excited for what this time um you know will bring as we come together and get on these episodes and discuss different topics um, have different perspectives. Um, I think it's very, very important to keep the conversation going. So um, thank you for continuing with me on this journey. And until next time, ciao. Later. <laughs>